Welcome to this podcast. I'm Stuart McCollum, the CEO of VHA. And joining me today is workplace relations consultant, Shalini Jayadeva. Welcome, Shalini. Hi, Stuart. All right, you know the uh, drill. We're going to show a clue. It's in three parts, three pictures, the first of which is now on screen. For the benefit of those who are listening rather than watching, can you describe what it is you see? Okay, so the first picture is um, a picture of an eye. That, that is correct. It is a picture of an eye. Picture number two. Picture number two is a lady holding a trophy. Um, I don't know who she is, but the trophy does say Beatrice Arthur. You don't know who she is. I <laughs> I shudder to think about what they teach at university these days. Clearly, they're not teaching anything on the Golden Girls. Uh, that is B. Arthur, who was uh, uh, in the last part of her career best known for the uh, for her role in the Golden Girls, uh, which terrifyingly uh, sought to portray the lives of women in their mid fifties, uh, <laughs> which is not the way it seems now. It has to be said. But uh, so yes, that is B. Arthur. Uh, as she was as she was known and the third picture um the third picture is of hmm. a rock band member who i have no idea who that is no idea, <laughs> no idea who the rock band is no <laughs> uh, the rock band is the ramones and that is dd ramone so we have i we have b and we have well dd on the basis of those clues what would you say the subject for today's discussion is well, if we put that together, it uh, has to be intractable bargaining declarations. Uh, Shalini, that is miraculous, uh, or alternatively, you've already read the notes. Indeed, we are uh, talking about a new feature of the Fair Work Act in the form of the intractable uh, bargaining declarations. Yes. So over the past 12 months, um, there have been variations to the Fair Work Act. And there have been a lot of variations. Uh, so what is noticeable, though, is that the variations are quite diverse. Um, so they've addressed a number of really quite distinct topics um, and a range of different subjects, including some that reach into the bargaining realm. The Fair Work Act, Secure Jobs, Better Pay Changes included amendments to bargaining provisions. Uh, they did. And so just in terms of that, um, there were sort of numerous ways in which those variations have taken effect. But we're going to hone in on one feature, and it's a new feature. Uh, that is the IBD, the Intractable Bargaining Declaration. IBD. So what is an Intractable Bargaining Declaration? Well, the first thing is it's a declaration. It's not just something that somebody makes standing on top of a hill uh, with a megaphone. It is a declaration that is made by the Commission. From when were they available? Uh, the 6th of June. Uh, which is obviously a very significant date. It's also the date on which uh, the song Convoy is set. Nice. Uh, and what does it mean? Uh, the song Convoy or the Intractable Bargaining Declaration? <laughs> the IBD. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, well, in a practical sense, it's really, it means a bargaining has failed to conclude um, within a reasonable time. And it's a, really the beginning of a form of intervention into the bargaining process. So, in essence, it's a doorway? Oh, basically, that's right. It's a step towards uh, the parties having a, an arbitrated or a determined outcome. Under what circumstances may an IBD be granted? Well, the first thing is, um, the first thing to note is it's, it's by application. So, it doesn't just happen on the Commission's own motion? No, a bargaining representative applies for an IBD. 
Right. So under what circumstances can that application be made? Yes, it's not just when one party um, gets sick of bargaining. Um, there are some criteria. So firstly, the parties uh, have been bargaining for at least nine months, uh, which is referred to as the minimum bargaining period, and have reached an impasse. Uh, they've already tried to resolve a bargaining dispute, including by making an application to the Commission. So it's not the first step that the parties take and they want further assistance to resolve the dispute. I know there are three elements in terms of nine months. Well, just in terms of the nine months, um, that nine months is either um, the period of time that's been spent bargaining uh, or it's the time from the nominal expiry date. Does the Commission have to grant the application? No, so the, the applicant has to satisfy the Commission uh, that it should, uh, and it should be noted that some of the components, um, namely whether the parties have been bargaining for at least nine months, should be beyond dispute. But there are other elements such as an impasse uh, which might be contested. So what must the Commission be satisfied of? Well, it needs to, to, in order to make an intractable bargaining declaration, uh, it needs to be satisfied that it's at the end or after the end of the minimum bargaining period. So that minimum bargaining period requires a tick. Uh, and if the Commission is satisfied that it's dealt with the dispute about the agreement under Section 240 uh, and the applicant participated in the process, uh, the applicant has to have tried to resolve the dispute before, there's no reasonable prospect uh, of agreement being reached uh, if the Commission does not make the declaration and it is reasonable in all the circumstances to make the declaration taking into account the views of all the bargaining representatives. Firstly, we need to note that the use of the term may, which means the Commission has discretion. In addition to the minimum bargaining requirement, what is the prerequisite the Commission also needs to be satisfied that the Commission has been involved previously and that the party making the application participated? Yeah, so we talked about Section 240 of the Fair Work Act before, which is uh, about a bargaining dispute. Um, really what it's doing is making the point that uh, this IBD application, it's not where any party begins the process. It's really um, uh, an item of last resort um, and there needs to have been other attempts to resolve the, the bargaining dispute before you make such an application. So no reasonable uh, prospect of the agreement being breached if the Commission does not make the declaration. That's interesting in terms of the bargaining history where things may take a long time but ultimately resolve. Um, so it will be interesting to see how that's applied. The last element is whether it's reasonable, taking into account the views of all bargaining representatives. So I think uh, that's a really interesting conundrum for the Commission is how to resolve that point um, where the parties have opposing views. Although opposing views will probably be the norm for these applications, if a declaration is made, then what? Uh, well, there's a, a period for further bargaining. It even has a special title, the post-declaration negotiation period. And it should be noted that the Commission continues to assist the parties, including by conducting conciliation conferences and providing other assistance to the parties. Given that the whole premise of intractable is that things have taken too long, how long is the post-declaration negotiation period? Yeah, so the first thing is that the post-declaration negotiation period starts when the declaration is made. So straight away, 
Uh, when does it end? It ends when the Commission says it does. Uh, it specifies a date in the declaration. Can it be extended? So the Commission can extend it where it thinks that it's appropriate, but it will take into account the views of the bargaining representatives. What happens if the parties fail to resolve their differences during the post-declaration negotiation period? So in, in that circumstance, the Commission must make an intractable bargaining workplace determination. I'll note the term must rather than may here. So the outcome is arbitrated? It is. It's determined by the full bench and that determination must be made as quickly as possible. So this is referred to as an intractable bargaining workplace determination? Yes, an IBWD. What must the Commission take into account when making an IBWD? So it must take into account uh, the merits of the case, the interests of the employers and employees who will be covered by the determination, the significance of any arrangements or benefits in an enterprise agreement uh, that applies to the employees and employers immediately before the determination is made, the public interest, how productivity in the relevant enterprise might be improved, the reasonableness of the conduct of the bargaining representatives during bargaining, the extent the bargaining representatives have complied with good faith bargaining requirements and incentives to continue bargaining at a later time. I'll just highlight the point um, there about the reasonableness of the conduct of the bargaining representatives during bargaining. What would it include? Well, in terms of um, what the determination would include, uh, the, the Commission is deciding the terms and conditions of employment that couldn't be agreed on by the bargaining representatives. But it's broader than that. Yeah, because the determination is replacing what would otherwise have been an enterprise uh, agreement between the parties, it is broader. So that would cover agreed terms as well as mandatory terms? That's correct. Uh, you mentioned before that IBDs have been available since the 6th of June 2023. How many um, has gone to the Commission so far or been granted? In terms of the number that have been granted, zero. Zero? Nada. A great big donut of nothing. <laughs> great big donut of nothing that is, well, well, not quite nothing. I think that might be a little bit uh, harsh. So it's notable that there have been some applications, uh, but it hasn't been necessary to determine uh, whether the application should be granted. Who's been interested in an IBD so far? Well, this is a little bit of a misnomer, but the first cab off the rank uh, was Virgin Australia Regional Airlines. I'm not sure that the airline can be described as a cab off the rank. Uh, what were the circumstances leading up to the application? So there had been two uh, proposed agreements that had been rejected uh, by employees uh, over a protracted bargaining period. Presumably those agreements didn't have the support of the relevant union? That's correct. They were not supported by the relevant union. And was there industrial action? Uh, there was. So from uh, August of last year, I think there had been eight notices of protected industrial action. Was it just an IBD? Was that the issue? Uh, it wasn't the only issue. So the um, interestingly, what the company did is it also sought suspension of protected industrial action as a cooling off measure uh, whilst the IBD application was determined. And what was the response of the Fair Work Commission? Well, interestingly, the Commission rejected the application to suspend the action, uh, noting that pro the protected industrial action was one of the few remaining methods by which the employees could advance their position. 
Uh, were there any other observations? Well, the commission not, uh, commissioner noted that the employer had argued that the suspension would assist it to prepare for the IBD application rather than assist the parties to reach agreement. It should be noted that if an IBD was granted, this would have brought to it brought to an end the ability to take protected industrial action. So the application to suspend industrial action was knocked back. What happened to the IBD? So it was listed before a full bench in July, but the parties had something of a breakthrough. A breakthrough? So just before the hearing, uh, the parties uh, developed or reached a proposal that was then sought to be put to the staff. So interestingly, um, one of the interesting features, I think, of that process was that the union asserted that they believed that despite two years of negotiations, um, the dispute was not intractable uh, because uh, negotiations were still underway. So essentially they asserted it wasn't intractable uh, because it was always open to one party to accept the demands of the other. Yeah, something like that. And the problem with that assertion, of course, is, well, that's true of any negotiation. Uh, it doesn't mean that the parties uh, haven't reached an, an impasse. So. Um, that particular argument is untested for now. That particular um, argument is untested for now, although it should be noted that if there were a test, it's hard to imagine an IBD ever being granted. Did the Commission say anything more about that application? So the President has made a, uh, of the Commission has made an observation that the IBD amendments might act as a spur for parties to reach agreements, although he added that he hoped that the applications wouldn't simply be used as a bargaining tactic. Is there any other activity in this space? There is. Um, the previous case involved an application by an employer. Uh, however, the United Firefighters Union here in Victoria uh, is an example of a union making an IBD application. What's the lead up to that application? So the parties have been before the Commission, resulting in a statement uh, from the Commission that all outstanding matters had been resolved save for the matters of an offer for increases to wages and related monetary allowances. What does that mean for an IBD? Well, the UFU contends uh, that whilst an IBD should be granted, that previously agreed terms should not be undone or revisited in a post-declaration bargaining period. So it's interesting in a context where, generally speaking, nothing's agreed unless everything's agreed. Uh, as I understand it, Fire Rescue Victoria is subject to the state government wages policy? I believe so. So, uh, and it has uh, put forward an offer that reflects, I believe, that policy. But uh, it's asserted that the most recent offer did not include um, some items that had been previously agreed. So it's worth noting that this is an example of a union-led application where the scope of what's to be bargaining is asserted to be limited. That's correct, and that's one of the interesting features. And again, it'll be interesting to see uh, if the Commission gets to um, determine that issue or, or, or not. But there's also a third application. Is it union or employer initiated? Yeah, this one's company initiated, uh, namely uh, Chevron. Is the Commission already involved? Uh, yes, industrial action is occurring. Uh, the Commission is assisting the parties. Uh, it's worth noting that conciliation is now required where an application to take protected industrial action is made and how the union uh, party reacted to that. So it's been reported on uh, that on a Facebook page, someone described the application as duplicitous. So not supportive. 
I would say that's not supportive. Uh, absolutely. It's probably not a surprise that if two parties are in disagreement over bargaining, they're probably in disagreement over anything to do with bargaining, including including an IBD application. Uh, that application isn't heading towards a hearing? It is uh, at this point, but again, it might provide an opportunity just to understand a little bit better what the approach of the Commission will be to these new provisions. It's clear that there's a lot to learn um, about how and when an intractable bargaining declaration might be granted. Um, we'll watch with interest. We Thanks. certainly will. Uh, thanks for your time today.